Atlantis had some some big fifth season episodes. Uh, what scripts did you see and uh, say to yourself, wow, uh, the ones that you were assigned to and say to yourself, wow, that's going to be a genuine challenge or that's just a good story that I'd love to be uh, that I'd love to put to film. Yeah, well, boy, most almost all of them. I mean, I loved Search and Rescue. That was one that uh, uh, that really that struck me as the season opener for season five. Yes. Um, you know, just the, that whole situation of the guys being trapped in that uh, that rebel field. You know, offered all sorts of you know wonderful challenges and and uh, interesting opportunities visually and uh, um, as well. Uh, Deadless Variations. That was another one. You know, that that was a what a cool idea. One. It, it, on, on the surface, it seemed like it might be a little bit difficult because, oh boy, we're in the deadlift for the entire show. But yeah, um, but it turned out great. I was really, uh, really happy with how that one worked out, and it, and and it was a fun one to shoot. Again, it was one that we thought I thought might be a little bit more difficult than it was, but it but it uh, turned out to be, um, you know, a, a, a good one to shoot. It was a lot of fun, very challenging, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, all sorts of interesting opportunities visually. Um, mm. Uh, let's see. The um, Prodigal was another one that I read, and uh, you know, upon first reading, thought, "Oh boy, this is going to be a, is going to be a handful, but it's going to be really fun." You know, with the, the demise of Michael and how yeah. we going to get a, a jumper into the gate room and uh, and the big fight on the top of the tower. You know, oh yeah. All, you know, some really uh, uh, you know logistical things that we had to had to deal with, and we really wanted to keep the. You know, maintain the, the feel of the scope of Atlantis with that episode. You know, we really wanted to kind of revisit that. We were kind of felt like at times we were getting away from the fact that we were in this massive city, you know, and it was a, another good opportunity to explore that a little bit. But uh, those were kind of the highlights from a, from a visual perspective. And then as well, of course, the shrine. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh, was, was just chock full. And uh, I mean, what a what, great script. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean everybody that read that one, we we all knew that uh, we were in for something special with the shrine, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, and it was that was a great experience for me because Brad, uh, you know, spent so much of, so much time, you know, through through the whole prep process. Every day he was on set, you know, much the way he was with Continuum with uh, with Martin. He mm-hmm. was there, you know, right there. It was hand in hand the whole time. And what a great experience! He's mm-hmm. such a an extraordinary individual, that guy, and uh, yeah. so much fun to work with. He's he's uh, a very uh, a very encouraging guy to be around. He's just really a very inspirational fellow. Well, you know, y- you could have producers who are just jerks, and you have to live with it. You know, there's I mean, there's not exactly yeah. anything you can do about it. So to have someone like Brad, who is who is so involved in the process, but still keeps it. Uh, 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 like like Rick used to, he keeps it a very family atmosphere and wants everyone to have a good time. It's got it's got yeah. to help help the end product. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. Now we're we were so fortunate. That, I mean, the entire uh, writing and executive staff, producer staff, were were just so supportive. And uh, you know, there were you you nailed it completely when you said that because it uh, it could have been a a much different situation, but we were all so lucky. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Robert and Martin, they're both incredibly talented directors as well in their own right. So they understand where we're, where we're coming from. They've been there. They know, mm-hmm. they know what it takes. They know what we go through. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's important to have uh, those guys be... I mean, it, it's, it's cool that they've been in your shoes as well, so they know what's yeah. realistic and what's not. Yeah, absolutely. And Carl Binder as well. I mean, he's been a showrunner yes. uh, in the past, and he's, 
you know, incredibly collaborative and supportive. I mean, I'm a, I love working with Carl. I love working with all the guys. It's, you know, it's, it's never a case of, oh, you know, Rath, I, I drew this card or I drew that card. It's never like that at, at Stargate. That's the mm-hmm. great thing about it. It's, 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 it's always a, uh, a no-lose situation. You always know that you're going to be in for a treat every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Daedalus variations and and being confined to the the starship set. Uh, do you yeah. do you find um, uh, well? Obviously, you have greater control on a soundstage. Do you find yeah. that you're more rushed uh, when you're on location because of daylight and everything like that? Or do you do you uh, what what is the best situation for a director? Do you, do you find that the location shooting like out in the what is it the GVRD um, yeah more constricting or do you in, do you uh, prefer working on the sound stages? I actually, you know, for the most part, I really enjoy going out. And I think the reason I enjoy going out is because we do spend so much time on stage. I think if it was the other way around, where we spent the majority of time on location, I yeah. would probably enjoy going to the stage in a controlled environment more so. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously get, you know, we usually get more done in a sound stage mm-hmm. where we have all our fixed lighting in place and so on, and it's all. You know, oh, yeah, you can work it. until the late hours of the night and no one would know the difference. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we know how everything works. We know uh, each wall that comes out, and, you know, I mean, we, we know the, the intricacies of all of it. But, with, uh, but I do enjoy going out on location. I love it when we go outside. Uh, Outcast was a, was a good uh, yes. opportunity for me to, uh, to go outside a little bit. And uh, uh, we had a, a variety of locations. And I like the Earth based episodes, personally. I think that uh, it always brings. You know, just it, again, it brings it back home again, and I think mm-hmm. that's important to do every now and again. And uh, and I enjoy shooting out uh, uh, on location very, very much. So, it's difficult if we're in like say a house or something where yeah, you know, we can't gimbal windows, we can't move walls, we have to be careful not to scratch the floor and so on. But it, but it's it's just refreshing. It's always refreshing to uh, to get a, a different perspective on things and uh, right and be in a new, new environment. So. Uh, you know, I, I do enjoy very much the location shooting. It's it's just fun to get out, you know. Right. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I go up to Vancouver a couple of times a year to, to meet with you guys. I was always yeah. appalled at the amount of rain. <laughs> I'm like, how can they possibly get anything done? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah, and we have to kind of tread carefully there too. I mean, the guys are are pretty on top of uh, mm-hmm. you know what the patterns are here, and so we don't typically design exterior shows in February, you know, they'll wait and write them for mm-hmm. fairer weather in uh, in July and August and September when we know that we're going to, ha- where it's going to be nicer weather and longer hours of daylight so that's typically when they'll slot those uh, those episodes so, uh, when we have a little bit you know, more opportunity for fine weather but it's always a bit of a crapshoot whenever we've got exterior right. shows it's always, you know, you get the knot in your stomach as, oh god, I hope it's not going to be raining while we're shooting this because it'll just it just drags everything to a halt you go at 50 percent of your speed surely you have to have like a backup plan i mean i would imagine that you would probably want to shoot the the exterior stuff first just so just in case you have a bad weather day you can go in and and shoot some of the other stuff yeah yeah typically we always try to approach things that way but sometimes it's just not that simple usually we'll it can be james is saying we can't you know you guys cannot be in the stage until this day where mm-hmm. you have to go outside mm-hmm. and do the exterior work first because I'm still going to be building. The paint will not be dry mm-hmm. yet. So yeah. Sometimes we're, you know, the hand is forced in that regard. And, yeah. uh, but, but you're quite right. I mean, any time we can, we always have a, you know, a backup uh, weather contingency plan when we can and we get a, you know, a long-term forecast or whatever. Right. We can, uh, we can do to, uh, to get a jump on things. But, 
typically even in those cases we just have to go with it i think it's i think it's really cool you you mentioned the earth-based shows you know i I, it's always it's always funny when when i meet someone who says i've never seen that i said well go watch it sci-fi channel this this time and and date and they come back to me and they said i didn't know it was set in the here and now yeah. <laughs> They're always so blown away because everyone thinks sci-fi is all set in the future. Like, no, this yeah. is this is a really modern day show. It's very yeah. applicable to the here and now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the things that was always one of the big draws for me. I was a big fan of the original Stargate movie, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just the whole initial concept of uh, of SG One was just so cool. You know, the the fact that it was uh, was present day was was part of the uh, you know the U.S. Air Force was uh, had the Mm-hmm. You know the Egyptian mythologies and how everything was sort of tied in with uh, with future, present, and past yes. was just so intriguing. Yes, and uh, that was one of the big draws for me initially, and uh, uh, I love that about the uh, about SG One. I completely and to, agree. And obviously, to you know, carry through to Atlantis. Right. Yeah, it's set in another galaxy, but still, you know, they they use our vernacular and. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they come home and they, they still have to face issues like divorce and everything else. That's right. So Precisely. it's all there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure the new show, uh, uh, Universe, will continue to, uh, mm-hmm. to walk in that path. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it'll, it'll be exciting for sure. Now, so often you directed shots from your colleagues' episodes when they were unavailable and they directed shots of yours. Is that unusual for other shows that you've worked on? Yeah, it is. I mean, we had uh, again. We, we because of the fact that we had the uh, you know a fairly small roster of directors that that were all there long term. You know, myself, Martin, Peter, Will. We were uh, able to kind of develop a shorthand with each other. And, yes. and if if I was going to be shooting in in, uh, in stage four, and Will was going to be in the special effects stage, and and we each had scenes that we needed from each other's episodes, we would often just either tag team. Or call each other and say, "Hey, listen, can you pick this up for me? Cause since you're going to be there, and vice versa." And uh, it works. It works out really well. And you know, we're, we're all very close to our own work, and it's always hard mm-hmm. to give up your own scenes to other people. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, again, it's a family operation, and we're always there to kind of help each other out and do whatever it takes. But uh, I'd never seen that before. Uh, I've come to uh, to Stargate. I'd never been witness to that sort of you know, sort of scene sharing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, every director has his own approach and his own sensibilities. Now, when you're shooting someone else's work, do you, do you have to ask yourself, now, how would Will direct this or how would, how would Martin Wood direct this? I mean, yep. you, you don't want to go in there and say, well, I'm directing this now. Let's, let's, let's make this shot as unusual from the rest of the episode as we can so that they'll know <laughs> that I did this. Yeah, no, no, no. We're all pretty, uh, pretty attuned to each other's uh, shooting styles. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we try to try to be as true as possible to uh, to the, those individual styles as we can be and uh, you know and often we'll we'll just give each other notes as well like martin would give me like that you know for as a, a classic uh, would be when martin was up north shooting uh, continuum. in the arctic for continuum we were uh, he was doing a drift in lifeline so martin said hey you know can you can you cover for me while i'm in the arctic he, <laughs> he was he was you know going to be directing that and and the movie yeah. and i wasn't I wasn't up until I think number three or number four. Oh wow! So, yeah, Andy, uh, you do that yeah. one, and I'll take the credit for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So it was <laughs> uh, that. Uh, it was funny that because it was literally Martin just sort of handed over his notes, and, and uh, uh, you know, so so here it is, and uh, it, and it was kind of a, it was a tricky episode anyway, mm-hmm. and 
you know, trying to decipher through some of Martin's notes, uh, you know, was a was an additional challenge. So it became mm. the, the big question of, oh man, do I really try to stay true to his original shooting plan, or do I just sort of take it from here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was a little bit of both. And Martin was completely cool with that. I mean, again, we've been in that situation before, and uh, you know, it's a guideline. Like here, here's what I was going to do, but if it, if it doesn't work, then don't do it. Do do whatever you think is best. So we all entrust each other, yeah. You know, implicitly, so we have well, to be able to. Do, to well, do it's that. it's crazy. I mean, it's, this is not like Boston Legal, you know. I mean, you have visual effects shots, and all this stuff has to come into play, you know, with the post production oh, yeah. and everything. It's got to be a nightmare. It's like I, I I'm really thankful that I know Martin Wood and I know how he works because I may yeah. not be able to do this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, no, no. For anybody else, uh, for somebody from the outside to come in and be put into that situation would have been impossible. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, we we prep things pretty carefully. Yeah. So, I mean, if if, if I don't have the answer, then, you know, the, the director of photography, if it's if it's uh, uh, you know, Jim Menard or Peter West or or Michael Blundell or whatever, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to say, no, this is kind of what he was talking about doing, and, well, this is what we discussed in prep, and... Uh, uh, you know, from a VisFX standpoint, from whoever's standpoint, you know, everybody there's there's going to be lots of uh, of input from other people to help kind of get you back on track if uh, if you lose sight of things for for a moment or two. But by and large, we're able to keep the uh, uh, keep the uh, chip running in the in the proper direction. Yeah, and uh, we it's it's actually been quite remarkable that there hasn't been any you know disastrous train wrecks in that regard, especially when we were shooting. Multiple episodes. Yeah, at the same time. exactly. Well, it's the the benefit of that internal support structure. You know, you guys yeah, work right. together. You know, you don't yeah. you don't work against one another. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, having the executive offices right on site, having uh, uh, editorial right on site, everybody is right there. So if we need, if we if we've got a question, it's it's a it's a phone call away or or mm-hmm. you know a hundred steps away, and then we get it dealt with. So it's never a, a catastrophic situation or anything even close to that. So. Yeah, the, the the way we've been running, it's been uh, been pretty effective. Mm-hmm. But I know in uh, uh, with our approach to uh, to universe, we're we're really going to make a concerted effort to do each episode justice by starting and finishing an episode, as opposed to trying to piecemeal things together with uh, by shooting multiple episodes at once. It was just getting a little bit out of hand. Yeah. Um, the last couple of years where, where we were just doing whatever we could. I mean, a lot of it we were answering to budget, you know, I mean, we had the financial, right. uh, you know, limitations that we were dealing with, so we had to, to do whatever it took in order to keep, uh, you know, keep the show going and keep the numbers in check. Well, Universe is very, is going to be very linear and very operatic, and yeah. uh, from from a from just a shooting standpoint alone, that alone that's got to be hell on the actors to to go from one story to the next story to the next story because because yeah. one is going to uh, is going to to a certain extent come after the other. So right. I think that's very important that that you guys approach it from that point. Yeah, and that's one of the main reasons why we want to do that because otherwise it could just that's where we could run into a disastrous situation. So again, we we're, we're going to avoid it this time around. We're 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 swearing up and down, come hell mm-hmm. or high water. We're going to. We're going to start and we're going to finish what we started. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a, a nice sort of refreshing thing for everybody as well, because it was just getting very, very confusing, especially for the cast, but yeah. you know, for everybody, for all of us, it was it was just getting out of out of hand. You directed the the finale for the show. What what can you tell us about uh, how you directed that differently, or or uh, how you approached that from uh, when you were uh, what while it was in production? Well, it was uh, first of all. I mean, I was you know thrilled to be given the opportunity, but I mean, it was 
pretty cool to be given the assignment of, uh, of the final episode. Yeah. So I was very honored. And, uh, you know, when I, when I read the script, I, was, I didn't know what to expect, quite frankly. I didn't know if it was going to be, uh, you know, the, the sort of tongue-in-cheek like the, uh, the SG-1 episodes, milestone episodes were. I didn't think it was going to be, but uh, I wasn't quite sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was, I was surprised, but I was pleasantly surprised, I have to say, that it, that it was, you know, a good classic team uh, team episode that uh, uh, had a lot of you know large components to it I mean we had we had Amanda tapping back on the show which was yeah. fantastic Colin Cunningham was Colin. Uh, great having those guys obviously and uh, um, it was a big scale show which was which was really cool and that was what I was kind of hoping that it would be and uh, you know, but mind you, at the same time, Rob was shooting another huge scale show with with Vegas. Yes, and there was, and there was some overlapping going on. So there was a, okay, sort of, you know. So there was a little bit of uh, um, you know a sharing of the resources, as it were. That that uh, uh, you know, on, on everybody's part. Again, it was it, that was sort of part and parcel of the whole year where we were shooting multiple shows, and that mm-hmm. continued right through to the end. So. Mm-hmm. Um, not that attention was diverted from it, but uh, that was something that we had to be kind of conscious of where, you know, we were still dealing with two very, very big episodes to finish the year, and we had to, you know, pay attention to, to each of them equally. Um, but it was, yeah. a, it, was a, it was a fantastic experience. It was a wonderful, bittersweet uh, episode for me to be a part of, obviously. Oh, and yeah. The, you know, we were saying our goodbyes in the middle of it all, you know, where, where uh, you know, when David was wrapped for the season and when mm-hmm. Rachel and Jason everybody was wrapped out at a different time so we were kind of having these big goodbyes throughout the course of shooting yeah and, and of course we already knew the show was, was cancelled so yeah. there was that feeling of you know not throwing in the towel I won't say that but but you know I guess we'd already come to terms with the fact that it was all over now anyway yeah you know I mean, you're I mean? not so done that, but you know, the, the daily no, no. routine of Atlantis is, is done yeah, that's right, and 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 so I think we were, everybody was really kind of starting to come down at that point during the middle of shooting, and that was, uh, that was kind of sad. I, during during shooting, I was wishing that that none of us knew that we were canceled. Yeah, the whole time we were we were we were we were going because we were so aware of the fact that that the show was canceled that 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 I personally believe that it affected uh, the outcome of the show from a mm-hmm. from a performance standpoint, from an mm-hmm. execution standpoint. Um, I think it could have been a few notches beyond what it was if uh, if we, you know, had kept that a secret. But anyway, mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't work that way. And yeah, okay. no, this is it's very practical. You know, this is this is the real world that we're dealing with here. And even though you guys are are shooting a fantasy, it, it still comes a knock, and that that you know yep. the, the the big the the almighty dollar must you know must be worshipped. You know, yes. but at the same time, hopefully, we can get some pretty damn good entertainment out of it as well. So we've got universe on the way. We've got the the third SG one movie written by Brad, and yep. uh, the the first Atlantis movie being written by Joe yep. Joe and Paul. Do you think Stargate's oh. best years are in front of it or behind it? Oh boy, I'm I'm really hoping that the best years are uh, are in front of us. Uh, uh, yeah, you know we've we've come a hell of a long way, and we've uh, you know we've achieved some extraordinary things in uh, during the course of our history. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we're all, you know, incredibly proud of our achievements, but uh, I'm I'm really hoping that the that the best is yet to come. Yeah, I really am. 
Well, we look at we look at shows like Star Trek, who you know ran continuously for seventeen or so years. You know, the the franchise as a concept was was around for well over well over thirty. You know, some yeah. some things just just pitter out. You know, and and we we have to hope that this will not be the case for Stargate. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to. Not at all. I don't think it's going to peter out. Whether or not it's going to be our best years, we'll see. But it's definitely mm. not going to go anywhere anytime soon. We're 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 still alive and well, and uh, mm. uh, we're gonna you know we're not going away anytime soon. That's for sure. Wormhole disengaged.